Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is a young gentleman that has found his way into real estate investing, and I hope to get a lot of good information for the younger folks listening to this show about what it means to start out as a younger investor, also the fact that in our society today, Things are completely different than they were 30 years ago when I started, and the belief systems about the world have changed. Yet at the same time, they're being given some of the same miscalculations we were and uh, are going to be stuck if they don't make a change with some of the same downsides we had by the time we got to be old and gray like myself. So with us today, out of Dallas, Texas, is Benjamin Lawrence, just a 24-year-old, strong, young individual. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Well, Benjamin, let's start at the beginning here. Um, Looking at your resume and sort of studying what you've gone through here, it seems to be the most interesting spot is to go right back to you and the wife. When was it that you decided that you needed to look into something else? And uh, also... I would like to get into that story about your parents trying to talk you into real estate and you just having every analytical reason in the world. I mean, being a programmer, you're obviously pretty analytical probably by nature, uh, and you probably had every perfectly analytical reason in the world not to do any of this stuff. So let's get way back to the beginning. What, what prompted you in the very beginning to think about looking for something else? Uh, I, I'm trying to get back to the story about the 401k uh, software or the 401k calculator deal. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I definitely did not go out looking to invest in real estate, but I graduated, I went to college and then got a nice job after college. My wife and I got married and we thought that we were really making it. Uh, we were making more money than most young people. Um, but we thought, okay, I guess this is it. Uh, and that was pretty normal, or we thought that that was how it was supposed to work up until my company sent me this 401k calculator. I said, oh, this is great. We can start planning for retirement. Let's see what the 401k calculator says. And it says, oh, you should save 20 to 30% of your income for the next 50 years, and then maybe you can retire. And <laughs> my mind exploded. Yeah. I thought, what? <laughs> that seems crazy. Um, you know, I thought we had made it. And we uh, and we had apparently not, and so my wife and I said, "Well, this is not going to work for us. We want to pursue a lot of different things in life. We want to travel and um, saving for the next fifty years, and hoping that we have enough money to live off of is not going to let us do that." So we reached out to a lot of family and friends. We started doing research of our own. What were different ways to? Um, we didn't even know the term investing yet. We were just said, "How do you?" make money outside of, um, outside of a job. And my parents told us about 
they actually told us about Lifestyles Unlimited, about investing in real estate, and we met with them. Uh, we got dinner with them. We were eating burgers, and they, they told us all about it. Hey, you can invest in real estate. You can have rentals. It's a great way to make passive income. And I pulled out the napkin next to me on, at the restaurant we were at, and I wrote out for them the math behind real estate. And I knew nothing about real estate at the time, but I am very analytical. And I got the math pretty correct. And I said, look, you make like $300 if you have a rental, like your cash flow is $300. You're not living off of that. Obviously, real estate is a terrible investment. And, uh, and they kind of laughed at me. I just didn't get it at the time. Um, and so uh, we did agree to attend the Lifestyles Unlimited two-day seminar, though, or the yeah, the two-day seminar, we went through it, and I had never even thought about owning multiple rentals. Like, $300 cash flow for one rental, sure, but what if you have 30? What if you have 300? And so that was really when the light bulb went off for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm surprised being analytical and being all into computers and so forth that you didn't come up with a couple of different negative, additional negative spots, like, well, what happens if there's maintenance, and what happens if they move out and don't pay, and... There's so many negatives you can go to if you if you want to, right? Yes. Um, I think, though, the reason I what didn't immediately jump to those is I had never owned a house. We joined Lifestyles Unlimited before I, my wife and I had ever even bought our own house. So I didn't know what the work was like to own a house and the repairs that came with it and the maintenance that comes with it. Well, I'm asking this next question because you're, number one, younger, and number two, in the software business, programming business, and especially you're talking about big, giant companies nowadays that have all these, you know, the power to do everything. And when I look on the Internet, there's always advertisements that pop up for income uh, programs, which are all software mm -hmm. things. You know, uh, you know, real estate is terrible. I make $87 million a day. Um, you know, here's my checks for, you know, $4,000 today just from my internet sales and so on. So why didn't you look into all that stuff? A house is a house. A house is a hundred years ago. It was built. It's still a house today. It'll still be a house a hundred years from now, but computers change so incredibly rapidly that there's so much active work that has to be done for programmers to stay relevant. Every time a new phone comes out, you have to check that your app still works for the new phone and make modifications. Every time there's a new update on Google Chrome or on whatever browser you use, you have to update your application. There's such a, imagine, uh, imagine trying to repair a house as a real estate agent or as a real estate investor, but every five years, the way that drywall, the size of drywall sheets changes or the two by fours are no longer two by fours and change size to five by threes. It would be so impossible. You'd so much work and has to be redone every time. And that's the issue with programming. There is a lot of money to be made there, but there's just a lot of work that's accompanied with it. Very interesting. Very interesting. I never would have thought about that. Uh, but it does make me think about this. Uh, our marketing team for all my different businesses, we have different marketing uh, aspirations, have to try to figure out, you know, Facebook and Google and Chrome, uh, Twitter and just go down the list of all these different places that you're trying to place these ads and or get in the search engines, you know, 
And those all of those rules and regulations on all of those programs change almost every year, if not every six months. So you're right. You, it, you would have to be on top of this stuff to be able to track it. So it's a good point. I just wanted to ask that for the young people out there to think about as a balance. So let's talk about now a uh, little skeptical, typical, um, probably logical to be a little skeptical at a young age, also being analytical, also being a software. Uh, how did they get you to go to the two-day and check it out? And I assume that was your parents that talked you into doing that. Yes, so my, my parents had just joined Lifestyles as well, and they um, they were not real estate investors before this. They had just recently joined, and they said, y'all really need to go check this out. And so my wife and I talked about it, and we said, well, we don't think it makes sense, but we think that the 401k makes less sense. And so we should at least give it a chance. I like that. Okay. I am the worst or I'm the better of two bad decisions. Okay, go ahead. Well, that, go that ahead. that's how we originally thought about it. And then we went to the two-day seminar, and it was a really eye-opening experience. We learned all about best product, best price, best people, as you know, your lifestyle's motto. Um, it was really interesting to learn about how the, the whole concept of working on a business instead of in a business was interesting. And then, like I said earlier, the, the biggest eye-opening idea for me was just the unlimited number of units that one could have or doors that one could have. Um, I had always thought that rentals meant you could have one, maybe two max, but uh, knowing that my success and wealth are solely dependent on the amount of hard work I put in to get the number of doors, I, the most number of doors I can was, was very revolutionary for me. Wow. So um, when you sat there with your wife and you talked about this, let's share with people where you were at financially because mm-hmm. that tends to color what you hear. Does that make sense? Uh, you say, well, yes. that's all really interesting, but I don't have any money. You know, How did, how did yep. you see that going through it and what was your financial position as you went through it and how did that color what you saw? Yeah, so I'll, I'll share um, as much as I can. So we had about $18,000 in the bank when we joined Lifestyles Unlimited. And um, for those listening in, typically you want more than that, uh, $30-ish thousand dollars or more to start doing single family, fifty to 75000 for multifamily. That's what uh, the Life Changers teach at the two-day seminar. We didn't have that. And so that was genuinely a real reaction, what you just said, is we listened to this and we said, wow, this is great, uh, but we don't have the money to do it. And so um, we we thought it through and we said, well, now that we've had our, our minds blown and we think this is such a great idea, um, how do we go about making it happen? And so my wife was in school at the time. Uh, she got an evening job tutoring to make more money. Uh, we started saving all the money we could. We created a roadmap with our single family mentor about how we could start saving to invest uh, in our first property. Um, we also were renting ourselves at the time, and we said, well, uh, first time home buyers can get a three and a half percent down on a house, so we'd like to learn the process ourselves. Let's go buy a cheaper house. Um, 
and instead of paying rent, pay a mortgage, but learn the process of buying a house. And so we did everything we could to learn as much as we could and to uh, earn as much money as we could for the purposes of contributing to our roadmap to buy real estate. All right. So you took the, the, the great financing possibility associated with buying your own home and the fact you didn't have a home and use that to your advantage to get started buying something. Um, let's see what we got. We got about 30 seconds here. Tell us real quick what you bought. Uh, of our personal house or our Yeah, our for your personal house. house. Yeah, so we bought, we bought a fixer upper, and so we bought it for way below what it was worth. Uh, we're thinking we're probably going to make a hundred thousand plus on this house um, now that we've fixed it. We're fixing it up, and then, um, but we only had to put about three and a half percent down. It's a three-bedroom house, and it's going to be a four-bedroom. We're adding a lot to it, uh, redoing a lot of the house. All right, we'll we'll take a short break. We'll come back, and we'll get back into Benjamin's story with the Dell Wamsa Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Well, one thing it has meant for us, and we have to compliment you, you've given us our time back. And I say our time because we got married 33 years ago, and we got married in July. Do you know why? Well, that was before I met Lifestyles. I used to work for Ford Motor Company. And with Ford Motor Company, I was uh, in the automotive division. They have shut down during July, the first two weeks of July. So, so you had, had to wait for down, a shutdown to get married? Yes. Yes, he actually Whoa, changed. that's dedication there. <laughs> he made me change our wedding date. It was supposed to be June 15th, and I changed. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so if I had been in lifestyle, I could have gotten married when I wanted to. <laughs> And the ring would have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ready to get your time back like Vivian and Cornell? Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Benjamin Lawrence out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, as we went to break, Benjamin was explaining to us how he purchased his first home, which was his personal residence. And uh, that was the first home he'd ever purchased. He says that he's making close to $100,000 on this deal. That sounds pretty exciting, Benjamin. Let's talk about moving on from that. How did you move on from buying a personal residence and saying you had no money to invest and putting down only 3%? How did you move on to buy more rental properties? Yes. So after we bought our first, our primary residence, we said, okay, this was a great learning experience. We understand now how title works, how contracts work, working with an agent. Um, and so we were ready 
and excited to move forward to our, our first investment property. What we did is we met with our single family mentor uh, at that point. So we had we'd saved for about a whole year, well, maybe about eight months when we bought our personal residence. Um, but we had the original 18000 plus everything we saved. And then I got my first uh, bonus working in the corporate world um, right after we bought our personal residence. And so all that money combined probably put us at about uh, $25,000. And so we met with our single family mentor and we said, we don't have a lot still, but we think we have enough to start investing. And so um, from that, we started watching the Lifestyles Unlimited uh, email blasts. And as soon as one came out, the first one that came out um, under that $25,000 limit, we just responded and said, hey, we want to go forward with this. We want to do it. We want to jump all in. And that's what got us started. Tell us about the experience. Uh, The experience was really good. The Lifestyles Realty team is amazing. Uh, Really just having my corporate interactions and Lifestyles interactions, the Lifestyles Realty team is top notch out of everyone I've ever worked with. Um, so, uh, worked with them to, uh, now the property was actually in Houston, uh, but I live in Dallas. So the realtor got on a, a video call with me. We walked the property together. Um, I asked lots of questions. I asked lots of questions of my mentor, asked lots of questions of the realtor, um, talked to a GC who I found through the Lifestyles Unlimited vendor program, uh, which was also a really easy process. Um, and really just followed the steps uh, from the roadmap. So got the inspection, got the GC bid, talked to the hard money lender, um, who also I found through Lifestyles Unlimited, um, compared hard money rates across a couple different lenders. And then uh, once the property, we we closed on it, um, I believe the next day uh, we started on the the rehab. Um, That rehab lasted about uh, eight weeks until it was finished. Now, all this was going on between Dallas, Texas, and Houston area. Um, Did that blow your mind that you could do business all the way across state and it not be a problem? It really did. Uh, That has probably been out of, so since then, that was probably six months ago, and I still attend, I love attending the Lifestyles Unlimited case studies and events and single-family, multifamily road trips. The question I get asked by people who have just joined and wanting to talk to a, another young person is, wasn't it really scary working on a house or property so far away? Uh, and the answer was yes, it was very scary, but very doable. Um, you know, fo- following the roadmap and really, really leaning into the support of the agents, the mentors, uh, really makes it possible. I would not have been able to do it without calling up the mentors like every other day, asking questions. But um, but there are a lot of resources out there to help one succeed in this. Well, the Houston Realty Team, Lifestyles Realty Team, has three members in the top ten this year, and that's pretty much every year they have that. More interestingly enough, did you not buy something uh, from, uh, let's see, who did you buy from, the the, the agent? Uh, Moon Kim was Moon my Kim. agent. Moon Kim is the number one agent in Houston, Texas, Three of the last five years, I mean, of all real estate agents in the city, in the in the area, Moon Kim, number one, three of the last five years. He's been in the top 10 every year. Unbelievable guy. Um, gets it done. 
really does. So you got that property there. You got it renovated. How about leasing it? How did you lease from so far away? Yes. So I used an agent um, to just do the leasing process. I didn't do property management because uh, I asked a lot of people in Lifestyles who had done this, and they said, if you do best product, best price, then you should be able to manage it. So I said, okay, I don't really want a property manager, but I do want an agent to do the showings. And so I, again, reached out through the network and um, found someone who's really good. Uh, He's been really great to work with, but he just does rental showings um, for me. And so so he would show off the property, and then he did the background checks. And then um, once there were a couple good applications, he sent them over to me, and I picked a tenant, uh, and then he handled move-in. Okay. So I I assume that in that situation, I'm just thinking back to whenever – it's a long time since I've rented a single-family house – in that situation where you use an agent to rent your house, don't you pay them one month's fee or the security deposit fee or whatever it is equal to one month's fee? Is that what you pay them for that service? It is. So uh, the way it works, him, or the, I don't know how it works with everyone, but it was 50% of first month's rent goes to his brokerage, and then 50% goes to um, if the uh, prospective tenants used an agent, then that agent gets paid 50%. If they don't use an agent, then they don't get paid anything. Um, but actually, that that didn't work out, so it didn't matter very much to me because when I signed the conventional refinance, I always did it about two weeks out from the end of the month, which meant I had a month and two weeks before my first mortgage payment. So even though my first month's rent was going to the agent, uh, come second month's rent, that was when the first mortgage was due. So I wasn't ever paying a mortgage um, without having rental income. I totally understand. And think of this one. It's uh, as beneficial as that is, Benjamin. Think about it. if you didn't, if you did your own leasing, you're getting a double bump there on that first rent, first month rent. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool thing. Um, how long have you had that property now? So we closed on it in December of 22. So last year, uh, it's been rent. It started renting out in March. And what kind of positive cash flow do you have on this? Um, it's not a whole lot for that one. I think it's about $150 uh, is the cash flow for that. My interest rates are a bit high just because I'm young and don't have a ton of income or a ton of assets, but it's about $150 a month. Okay. And did you go on from there and buy another one, or was that the, the only one you purchased? I did. So before I'd even closed in the conventional refinance on the first one, uh, I had already purchased a second property and, uh, again, used my, my second year's corporate bonus now um, and bought the second one. And so that one's also renovated and rented out as well. I want to ask you this question. On the two rental properties that you purchased, how much out of pocket did you have to come up with? But before you tell us that, tell us what each one cost. And let's work through some of these numbers for these younger folks that have never done this and don't understand how this works. Yes, so both of them were, uh, well, good deals, but I always want to get better deals. Um, So my first property purchased for $52,000, so not very much. And there was about um, $70,000 of rehab, but the total out-of-pocket was about $15,000. Wow, that's hard to believe, man. 
$50,000, you typically have to put 20% down, would be 10000 And then there was how much in rehab? About 70000 in rehab. And 70000 in rehab. So somebody who didn't know what they were doing would have had to have come out of pocket $80,000 to do this deal. And you came out of pocket how much to do the whole deal? About $15,000. Did that surprise you? <laughs> yes, it did. Any idea how to explain that in any small, quick way to people? Yes. So for those uh, who haven't attended a two-day seminar, hard money lenders uh, are definitely your friend. All hard money is, is it's an alternative to conventional lending that rents on the value of the house after it's been rehabbed, not on the value of the house when you buy it. And I was able to use that much larger loan on the value after the house is rehabbed to pay for the house and the rehab itself. That's amazing. I've always loved that. And, uh, you know, an $80,000 out-of-pocket comes down to 15000 And just for people out there that have never looked into this, if you find something and, and the numbers range well enough, and the purchase price is low enough compared to what the rehab is, compared to what the after-repaired value is, Many times we can buy these properties for next to nothing down. It's just a strange deal. How about on the second one, Benjamin? How, what were the numbers on that one? Yep. So the second one, I purchased for $95,000. I put um, $45,000 in rehab into it, and I was out of pocket, I believe, $13,000. All right. So see, $95,000, 20% of that would be a little under twenty grand. And then how much in rehab? 45,000. 45, so that'd be 65,000 out of pocket. And you got that one for the same thing about how much? 13 out, 14 out of pocket. What was it? About 13 out of pocket. 13 out of pocket. All right, so two great deals. The rate of return on that's got to be unbelievable. Did you have any captured equity in these first two deals, Benjamin? Yes, so in uh, the first one, I probably had about 15,000 captured equity. And then in the second one, I believe I, yeah, I'm looking at my numbers here. It's about $20,000 captured equity. Man. You know, you think about it, you could have put that money in the 401k. And right now, instead of having the 13 and the 15 you put in these two properties, you'd have the 18 plus 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right? I mean, that's all you would have made is about $12 on that in a year and a half, two years of being in that 401k. It's amazing. Well, that's great, and I'm really happy for you because I know that we'll have you on here again. If this is where you're at after just a short period of time at your age, it has to inspire you. What, what do you think about now that you know you've unlocked in your mind the way rich people get rich? What What has that done for you, and what are you and the wife thinking for the future here? I think the, the greatest thing for us is we, we came in, and one of the reasons we picked Lifestyles Unlimited as our real estate investor group that we really wanted to be a part of is, as you say, it's, it's about the lifestyle. It's not about the money. And we really don't care that much about being rich. What we do care about is the freedom to pursue what we want to pursue. And so now, knowing how the rich get richer we feel like we have a roadmap where we say, you know, even if my wife really wants to be a teacher for the rest of her life, but she doesn't have to worry that teachers don't get paid very much because we can make passive income. And so we can pursue the things we want to pursue without the worry of the paycheck. 
And that's the biggest thing for us. Makes a lot of sense. And probably very reassuring in your life at a young age to know that you've already gotten that much of it figured out. Let's talk about friends. I know the family led you here. Wife has a family, too. I don't know what they thought about all this. What about your friends and family? What do they think about all this? Um, So it's very funny. Actually, most of my family ended up joining all about the same time. So my I have my parents, my wife and I, I've got uh, three different cousins that are in this, my aunt and uncle. We all joined Lifestyles Unlimited within about two months of each other. Um, so that was pretty fun. Our friends uh, think very differently about it. But one of the things we were taught in the two-day seminar was um, your broke college friends give you broke college friend uh, financial advice. And so they <laughs> tend to think, <laughs> they tend to think, oh, you're crazy. You're going to lose all your money. And it's like, well, you're welcome to say that, but you're not rich. And there are a lot of other people who do this very well who are rich. So I'm going to listen to them. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Did, did you ever get, and we've only got just a few seconds left here, real quick answer. Did you ever get any of your friends telling you, oh, you've become a slumlord? Uh, yes, I have been told that. <laughs> uh, when I told them that best product, best price, best people is very different than slumlord. Um, and actually, most of them are pretty interested in listening to it. They just had always thought that landlords were slumlords and that those are the same word. Yeah. That's good that you're you're able to separate that out. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story with us, and really appreciate that you understand it isn't the money, it is the lifestyle. You have a wonderful life, and the rest of you out there, same thing. Have a great life. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.